Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Uh, Tom Brady is back for the Buccaneers, but that may not matter after all. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. In for Greeny today, we are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. That is your telephone number to get in on the show today. Lots of discussion uh, that has transpired around Lamar Jackson and why he should not take a penny less than what was given to Deshaun Watson by the Cleveland Browns. And it appears that that is exactly what his plan is. But in case you missed it, the story of the morning is that Tom Brady is back with the Buccaneers after an 11-day absence. Chris, I would contend that's not really the story with the Buccaneers or truly the story of the day when it comes to Tampa Bay. I, I was certainly, unless it turns out that Brady did go and shoot the uh, masked singer for Fox because that's what his future holds, which I don't buy for a second. There's no way that happened. But uh, unless that did happen, I have no problem with Brady considering where he is and what he's accomplished, missing that time in camp for personal reasons. I do have an issue, though, with what's going to be in front of him this year. No Ryan Jensen until November, as we already know, is starting center. And then Austin Stinney gets banged up over the weekend, who was competing at left guard. They've got some offensive line problems, and especially in the middle, and that's where it would bother me the most, considering that's where Brady's problems come from when he struggles, when he has the pressure in his face. No doubt about it. I mean, when we were playing against them, when I was with the Giants, Carlin, that was our formula for success. The defensive tackles being able to break down the middle of the pocket to push the pocket into Brady's face and to force him to retreat to where our edge guys could have a chance to get their hands on him. And so now when you think about, you know, going into a season with two of the starting three of the guard center guard trio missing, the guys that essentially make up the fabric of the pocket, then that's going to be a problem for a guy that's a statue in the pocket in Tom Brady. So you do worry about Brady being able to overcome that. My questions are not about Brady's preparedness because he's missed a week and a half of training camp. It's about how that offensive line impacts the operation of that offense and the team as a whole. So I think that is a huge concern, and that should be top of mind for Ty Bowles in terms of how he's going to navigate that early on. And the early going for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could ultimately be a referendum on Todd Bowles' second stint as a head coach, Carlin, because think about it. I mean, he's had to deal without having Tom Brady and him, Tom Brady setting the tone in training camp for the past two weeks, but now you're also trying to deal with finding a way to overcome the deficiencies of your offensive line. I, I just, this is going to tell the story about what Todd Bowles' second stint as a head coach is going to be like out of the gates because they got the Dallas Cowboys, they got the New Orleans Saints, they got the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a tough four-game stretch to start the season. Yeah, that's brutal. And I, if I'm the Buccaneers at this point, 
I better hope that I'm get able to get enough going in the run game to really help. I know the weapons that they have offensively, and I know it's Brady, but that scares me, what just transpired. That, that's really got to bother me here as I'm going into the, toward the end of camp. And if, if, a, if it is a referendum on polls, it's unfortunate that right out of the gate, he's getting hammered with these two injuries that could be big factors. Now, Stinney hadn't won the job yet. But he was certainly very much uh, in the mix for it. Uh, well, and, and he played last year, too, at the end of the season. Yeah. Remember, Carlin? He got a couple of starts at the end of last year yep. at guard. So, I mean, there was some familiarity working with that unit. And now you're talking about him being gone for the season. So they've got a second-round draft pick from this year that they're hoping can step in and step up. But they're also asking a third-round draft pick from last year and Robert Hainsey to be their center. So you've got two young guys that are relatively inexperienced in the middle of that offensive line to go along with Shaq Mason. you got to be at least a little bit concerned about it, Carlin. Yeah, and, and don't forget that they, they lost Alex Kappa in free agency, too. So it was, And Ali Marpet retired. So Yeah, it, so yeah. it was in transition to begin with, and now it's even a little bit thinner. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. In for Greeny today, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. And then there was this other interesting little nugget from over the weekend. They had the Gronk cask, cast of the UFC event on ESPN Plus, right? Yeah. Gronk is talking to Dana White, of course, the head of the UFC, and they are having a discussion about Brady and where he almost ended up playing. Here's that discussion. I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders, and it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute... Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And all hell broke loose, man. It was crazy. And and, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk. And Gronk didn't exactly dispute it. No, he co-signed it. Yeah. He co-signed it. He said that's exactly how it happened. (laughs) That's what he said after Dana White told the story. So maybe we're trying to put some pieces together here because remember Brady on the shop with LeBron and the team that he said had interest in him, but then it all of a sudden changed. Remember this? One of the teams, and they weren't interested at the very end. I was thinking, you're sticking with that mother. <laughs> so now we know who that mother was at this point. And apparently it was Derek Carr. Wow. Chris, can you imagine if he had ended up with Gronk in Vegas? With the Raiders, that would have been nuts. That would have been nuts, Carlin. But just to think about the Raiders saying they didn't want him as an organization, him going to Tampa and winning a Super Bowl in year one. Now, I'm not saying that he would have won a Super Bowl in the AFC, uh, but, I mean, I'm just saying it is Tom Brady, and he did deliver a Super Bowl to the next team that he decided he was going to play for once he was on the outs in New England. I'm I'm sorry if I'm John Gruden, if I'm Mark Davis – if Tom Brady's going to play for another team and he's interested in playing for my team, damn it, I'm going to sign him up. I mean, unless you have Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, somebody like that, I mean, you, you have to take Tom Brady, don't you? Yeah, and there was always this discussion back and forth that nobody really knew how Gruden felt about Derek Carr. You know, there was, there was the thought that Gruden didn't really want him. And then there was the thought that he really did want him. Well, well they, they lived next to each other, right? They built houses next to each yeah. other in Las Vegas, didn't they? Yeah. 
And, and after the fact, after all of this, I just, I'm blown away by the idea that Gruden didn't want Tom Brady. I don't care if he moved in with me. <laughs> Honestly, he could be living in my basement. He could be living down the hall. I'm sorry. You got to go because Tom's going to be living in that room. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever we got to do, if we got to ask Floyd Mayweather if Tom Brady can have his house during the season, whatever we got to do to figure that Tom Brady thing out, let's get it done. But here's the thing. Dana White said he had it figured out. The deal was essentially done. And then John Gruden put the kibosh on it. I just it do, it makes John Gruden look even worse, which is an incredible accomplishment, given how bad he looked last year. When all of those leaked emails came out between uh, between him and uh, the uh, vice Bruce Allen. president Bruce Allen from the Washington Commanders, so I mean it's just it, it's it's incredible that we're still talking about how bad John Gruden looks. Another bad football decision that John Gruden made. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Boost Mobile, a proud sponsor of the 2022 Department of Defense Warrior Games. With Boost Mobile, feel the power of more money in your pocket with one of America's largest 5G networks. Next, Kevin Durant is still in Brooklyn, but a new contender has emerged. Imagine pairing up Kevin Durant with Ja Morant. That's right. We discuss next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. Ian Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Kevin Durant, still not moved by the Brooklyn Nets, and... Now it appears that the Memphis Grizzlies are in the mix. This, according to The Athletic, the Grizzlies uh, would like to get involved. They certainly have the draft capital to go and make a trade for Kevin Durant. 
that would involve five first-round picks. But then it becomes about the talent, right? Who else is going to go in the deal? Because obviously the Nets want a big-time player in return. They were talking about Jason Tatum with Boston. And, Chris... You mean Jalen Brown, field, right? You mean Jalen Brown. Uh, Jalen Brown, excuse me. Jalen Brown, yeah. Um, this is just starting to feel silly. The teams are almost daring the Nets to hang on to Kevin Durant because now the Grizzlies don't want to give up Jaron Jackson or Desmond Bain and certainly not John Morant in the deal to get Kevin Durant. Yeah, well, you're not going to give up John Morant. The goal would be to have Kevin Durant and John Morant be able to play together and see what they could become. But But Desmond Bain's going to hold up a deal. No, I'm not going to let Desmond Bain hold up the deal. And if I'm being honest, Colin... I'm not going to let Jaron Jackson Jr. hold up the deal. I'm just not. If I have a chance to get Kevin Durant and I have to include one of those guys in a bevy of picks in order to get him, then that's what I'm going to do. Because Kevin Durant all of a sudden puts me a little bit closer to being at the same level as the Golden State Warriors. And you got to think that's going to be the primary contender in the Western Conference this upcoming season, right? They're just coming off of the chip. They're the reigning defending champs. They'll be that until somebody beats them. Well, guess what? The Memphis Grizzlies had that team in a series, and they went toe-to-toe with them until John Morant went down. So it would be interesting to see what ends up happening if they were able to get a talent like KD. But, Carlin, if I'm Nets owner Joe Sy, I'm looking at this situation and saying, with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving healthy and available, and Ben Simmons, if he's out of his head, healthy and available, I have as good a chance as anybody else does in the Eastern Conference at being able to get to the NBA Finals. Why would I move off of those guys? I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like the Brooklyn Nets owe it to themselves based on the hell that they've gone through the last three years to see this thing through the end and to see if these two players can deliver on the promise that they had when they came over in free agency three seasons ago. That's what I would do if I'm Josiah. I, I would – Essentially tell Kevin Durant, I'm not going to trade you. I'm not going to trade Kyrie Irving. We are going to see what this team can be this upcoming season. And if things go left by the trade deadline, then all of a sudden I can look at the possibilities. But not right now. Going into this year, I'm going to make those guys play for me and see what we got. Now, look, Jaron Jackson's an issue because of the rookie extension, right? He signed the rookie extension so now they, the Nets would have to find a way to get rid, rid themselves of Ben Simmons. But then you've got Bain, who is still on the rookie contract. Like, I, here's what I don't get. If you're one of these teams and you're continuing to try to wait the Nets out, I understand your thought process here. This is Kevin Durant. If you have John Morant on your team and you can bring Kevin Durant in, what are you doing? Why are you wasting any time? Why would you not go and make a deal that's immediately making you a championship contender and a legitimate one at that? Can you imagine those two playing together? Chris, as good as the Eastern Conference has become, that is an incredible duo that has a chance to win a title. Like, the Nets, because the East has gotten so bad, or, or so loaded, I should say, bad in terms of you know difficult to get to a championship, yeah, uh, to you. get to uh, play in the finals. Yep, this is an easily paved road out west 
for Durant and the Grizzlies. Ooh, I, would, I don't know about easily paved road. I, I mean, are they not a top two team in the West immediately? I think they are. Mm. I think they are without blinking. If you're keeping one of those two guys, let's just argue for a second that because of the rookie extension off the max contract or off the off the contract, right? That you can't trade Jackson. So the mm-hmm. Jackson stays. If you have Jaron Jackson, Durant, and John Morant, are you a top two team in the West? I don't, yeah. I don't Carlin, I mean that that that's saying that they're definitively better than the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. I I don't I don't that means I, it's definitively better than one of the two. I don't know about that. I, I, I don't do. know. I, do. I don't know about that. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable saying that. See, I, I would be, and I think they have a, a golden chance, so to speak, uh, to win a title. So I guess my overall point but here you're is... Right there. But, but I guess the point is you're right there. And so if you're Memphis, it, make, it makes sense to go after the deal. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, you have some moving parts there. But it, it, you know, in order to get back one of those foundational players whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr. or Desmond Bain and a, and a bunch of draft picks. I mean, yeah, I, I could see a world where it's a win for both sides, but if I'm Brooklyn, I don't feel like I have to do that deal right now. No, I, I get that, right? But if teams are trying to lowball the Nets on purpose and trying to wait them out and thinking they're going to get them down the line, why are you uh, – let's not treat Kevin Durant like Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> There's – It's a similar situation. Nobody believes the 49ers are going to trade him. They just believe they're going to release him. Nobody believes the Nets are going to get enough in in what they want in return. So let's just continue to lowball them. Why wouldn't you go closer and try to make that happen sooner? Well, Carl, this is a byproduct of how the Nets approached the trade ultimatum from Kevin Durant, right? They said, okay, we saw what Rudy Gobert just went and all of the first-round draft picks that Minnesota sent to Utah. And so, ultimately, we want more because it is Kevin Durant, one of the three best players in the entire NBA. So, I, I, I can understand why teams would wait for the market to soften, and now everybody's just trying to see where it ultimately settles. And nobody wants to be the first one to jump out there. So, yeah, I, I, I get why teams are playing out the string when it comes to what this situation is going to look like, knowing that they could gain even more leverage if Kevin Durant decides he's not going to report to training camp. So why would you do that now if you're Memphis or you're one of these other teams that's interested when you don't know how the Kevin Durant situation is going to play out at home in Brooklyn? Because, because it, could be become, it could become untenable. Because this is a different level player. That's why. Because this is a top three player in the sport. That's why. I don't want to waste, and I'm not talking about overpaying or meeting what their price is, but if I start to come closer with the five picks with Desmond Bain plus. That's a hell of a lot to give up for a guy that's 34 years old. Who's got four years left on his deal. Carlin, I understand it. You're doing that deal for the first two years of that deal, not the last. Have you seen any evidence that his game's fading at all? Yeah, but I'm getting evidence that the guy can't stay healthy. Look at the last three years and how many games he's played in. Listen, if Durant shows up, plays 55 games in the playoffs, we're good. All right, Carlin, but he's missed 140 games over the last three years. Yes. He's played 90. And, you got to be worried about and that. And 80 of those Especially 140. on a four-year deal. 80 so of those 140 saying, were, the entire, were an entire season. Carlin, I'm not saying that it's not worth it, but I'm just saying look at what you're talking about giving up. Essentially, the future of your franchise 
for the here and now. I can understand why. That's a hell of a here and now. Listen, I can understand why teams would take a beat and, and, and try to see if they can negotiate a better price for Kevin Durant. Because, listen, man, the Brooklyn Nets, they, they were the ones that were enamored with the Kevin Durant-Kyrie Irving possibilities, too. How'd that work out for Brooklyn? Not too well. So, I mean, a team trading for him has got to understand, yeah, yeah, we'll go on in on Kevin Durant, but there's no guarantee that we're going to be a championship contender. I mean, there's no guarantee that we're going to win a championship and I've given up my entire future. Canty and Carlin. I'm saying. I get why they would wait until training camp and see what happens. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN Plus, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, Make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renter's insurance at Progressive.com. So there's the Durant part of it, and then there's the ultimately even more absurd part of it. Kyrie Irving. You are not going to believe what you're going to hear about Kyrie Irving in just moments. Plus, the very latest offer for another star in the league that could be on the move, maybe to New York. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Switch to Geico today and see all the ways you could save. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Kevin Durant hasn't been moved yet. Jason in Kentucky was listening a moment ago, not too thrilled with what I had to say about it. So let's talk to Jason, Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. What's up, dude? Uh, good late morning, guys. Um, Carlin, I wonder, like, would you make those kind of risky short-term investments in your own life? Like, yes. come on. Memphis, well, that's that's a you and your wife problem. Um, <laughs> there, there has to be some measure of the reason Memphis is uh, the Grizzlies have taken such a hold there is that they are constantly in contention. If you get Kevin Durant and to uh, to Candy's point, if he's not healthy and you don't get a title out of it in the next year or two, you set yourself back decades. Hell no. No, you don't set yourself back decades, first of all, because you still have John Morant, and he's not going anywhere. Secondly, if you're bringing in Durant, you give yourself the golden opportunity to win that championship in the short term, even if he plays 50 games, as long as he's healthy for the postseason. And listen, Desmond Bain's a nice player, Desmond Bain should not keep me from going and getting somebody that has four years left on his contract and is very controllable. And by the way, we'll love being in Memphis because there's little to no pressure right there uh, for him to deliver 
from fans. In other words, fans are going to love Kevin Durant there no matter what, how that plays out. The Memphis fans do respect the pressure level will change dramatically, and that's coming from somebody that understands that even with Kevin Durant in New York, they're far from number one in terms of importance. No, you're right about that. The, the pressure changes dramatically for KD. You're talking about throwing it back to his Oklahoma City days. Carlin, I don't think you're wrong when it when you're looking at the Memphis Grizzlies situation and them taking that next step and being a true title contender. They need another superstar. Like Jaron Jackson Jr. ain't it. Desmond Bain is a nice player, but he ain't it. They got to get another superstar. I'm just not sure that this is a situation if you go in all in for Kevin Durant, it's going to pay off and you're going to get the return on investment based on what Brooklyn is asking for. And that's my biggest problem. So okay, why not my wait and issue, see? It's not that I have to overpay to go get Durant. My issue is that I should be willing to give up what would be a commensurate price for him. And I still think there's more than enough left in the tank for him to be a difference maker in me winning a title. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Just had Jason in Kentucky accusing me of being too risky. You know, would I be willing to make a risky decision like going all in for Kevin Durant in my own life. Well, yeah. You know why? I live in the now. I live for today. <laughs> I live in the moment. And today, if I have Kevin Durant, I have a chance to win. So am I trading away my 401k to get Kevin Durant? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I, if I have a no chance. No risk to... it, no biscuit, Carlin. No <laughs> risk it, no biscuit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If you're going to tell me that I could triple it by throwing it in the market right now, let's make it happen. Can I be clear about my Kevin Durant position? Because Please. I think it comes off as if I'm saying Memphis shouldn't pay or uh, trade for Kevin Durant. And that's not what I'm saying at all. What I am simply saying is if you're Memphis or any other team that's in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, let's just take a wait-and-see approach based on what Kevin Durant is doing, what he said, and what happens at training camp. Because if Kevin Durant decides all of a sudden he's going to hold out of training camp, then that becomes a much more toxic situation that forces Brooklyn's hand, and maybe they're willing to come down on the asking price. That's all I'm simply saying. 
let's we don't have to do the deal today. Let's just take a wait and see approach. There aren't too many teams that Kevin Durant would want to go play for in the first place, and there are fewer teams that have the actual assets that would interest Brooklyn in terms of the return that they would get. So why not slow play this if you're the Memphis Grizzlies or if you're the Boston Celtics or if you're the Miami Heat or whoever else might be interested in Kevin Durant? I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. Okay, but look, the Celtics, I get it. You just made it to the finals, okay? I just had that opportunity. You want to slow play it, I get it. The Memphis Grizzlies? My issue is when it's that level of player, that's why I don't want to slow play it. That's why I at least, I'm not going to lowball them that Memphis doesn't want to give up, uh, reportedly, according to The Athletic, Jaron Jackson, and doesn't want to give up Desmond Bain. Yeah, I don't in understand that. I don't agree with that now. I don't, I don't understand well, that. Well, this ridiculous. is my point. There, there's slow playing and there's lowballing, and that's lowballing. And that, that's like, are you even interested? Why are you wasting my time? That, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, but I mean, if you're talking about four or five draft picks and a couple of other supplemental players, I don't know if that's necessarily qualifies as a low ball. Uh, I mean, if you're giving up what four, four or five first round picks, if I'm giving up five first round picks, but none of the central players to my team for Durant, that's well, you're going to give up. You're going to give up some players because you're going to have to match salary. So you're giving up something, right? But I'm not giving going up going to be. I'm not giving up one of those, players one of those top players. three guys I have. Then no, I'm, I'm, Carlin. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I, but here's the thing: if I'm, if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, I'm not letting Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr. hold up the deal. I think it's as ridiculous as the New York Knicks allowing R.J. Barrett to hold up a deal for Donovan Mitchell of Utah. I think it's just as ridiculous. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in Fort Greene. We'll get to that in a second. First, though, the other part of the net situation that appears ridiculous out of the Athletic report is that all of a sudden the Nets are telling teams they're planning on keeping Kyrie Irving? Like, what What am I missing? You just went out and blasted him publicly, as close to blasting him publicly as you can, when the season ended. Now that ticked off Durant. If you're now saying, because he's having productive conversations with the organization, he's coming in and working, now you're saying, no, we're not trading Kyrie, then what was this all about? Why did you put yourself uh, in this spin cycle this entire offseason and now you are where you are with Durant? What was the point? That, that to me, feels silly. Colin, this is a classic bait-and-switch. Brooklyn is not saying that we're locking into Kyrie Irving long-term. They told you all you needed to know by not being willing to give him a max extension. Right. They told you, they told you that. Like, this is where we're at with Kyrie Irving. And Sean Marks issued an ultimatum ultimatum earlier this offseason where he said everybody, including Kyrie, has to buy into a team-first agenda. They drew a line in the sand when it comes to Kyrie. Don't listen to what the Brooklyn Nets are saying about Kyrie Irving right now because all they're trying to do is build a market for him. So if this team is not what they expect it could be at the trade deadline, then they could move off of Kyrie Irving and they can get something of value in return. That's all this is. The things that I have heard about the Irving thing is they were willing to give him a max deal, but just with some games limits. Like you have to play X amount of games yeah, during the season. And he said no. Contract. Yeah, they're putting splits in his contract, which is something that the NBA and the MBPA is not going to go for. 
So, I mean, like, like, uh, like Brooklyn could be willing to do it, but I'm sure that the NBPA, which is the players' union for the NBA, would tell Kyrie in his representation, don't sign that kind of deal because you don't have to. And if yeah, you were it, on the open market, you wouldn't have to lock into some kind of contract like that. So, Well, then they're, they're either A, terrible liars, or B, just putting themselves in a spin cycle that they don't need to. Either way, it's not great. I understand why they're doing it, Carlin. They're trying to build a market for Kyrie Irving in the event that they've got to move off of Kyrie Irving. Good That's luck what with it that. is. <laughs> good luck with that. Well, I mean, listen, you could say good luck with it. I can tell you one team out on the West Coast that would love to have Kyrie absolutely. Irving right now. That would but absolutely w- love to have Kyrie they, Irving. They'd love to have him, but what do they want to give up to get him? Russell Man, Westbrook. I, I, listen, I, if, it, if I were running a team, you could have Russell Westbrook in a first-round pick and some other stuff. Whatever. However we got to make it work is how we, what we would have to do. But if you talked about putting Kyrie Irving on the Los Angeles Lakers with Braun and AD right now, yeah, you're talking about a team that you would expect to compete for a championship. Okay, so to me, to be clear, Russell Westbrook is not being willing to give up anything. That's take him, please, and we'll give you a first-round pick to take him for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but how Irving. many people want to give up a first-round pick for Kyrie Irving right now? <laughs> I See, I would do that. I would give up a first-round pick because he's that kind of player, but the market doesn't seem – see, to me, the market just seems abnormally out of whack this year. Maybe it's just me. It feels completely abnormally out of whack. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Then there is the Donovan Mitchell situation, which went weeks and weeks without any discussions between the Knicks and the uh, Utah Jazz, but now it has picked up again. And the Knicks' latest offer, according to The Athletic, involved Obi Toppin, Emmanuel, uh, what do you call it, Evan Fournier, five first-round picks, two of which would be unprotected. That's not a ridiculously bad offer. Now, apparently, the Knicks don't want to give up Quentin Grimes, which is what I'm hearing all of a sudden. Come on, man. Come on. What are we doing here? I, I know he's a good shooter. I know he's a good defender. But Quentin Grimes is going to keep you from making the move for Donovan Mitchell. Chris, I, even though that's a decent offer, it still doesn't feel to me like the Knicks 100% want Donovan Mitchell. And they shouldn't no. give up seven first-round picks, but it doesn't feel like they want him at the level that they need to want him. No, it doesn't feel like that. And let's be honest, Carly, you're talking about five first-round picks, two unprotected, and Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier's salary would, would dictate that you have to package a first-round pick with him in order to move him. So let's just call it four first-round picks and two unprotected. Is that enough for Donovan Mitchell? Hell no. Not, no. not for a guy that has all NBA potential. Not for a perennial all-star. Not from a guy that would be the best point guard you've had since when? I, I just, Mark I, Jackson? Mark, Mark Jackson? Yeah. I mean, like, like that, that, that's how far back you got to go, 20-plus years? So, yeah, yeah. I, no, I don't, I don't, I don't. It doesn't feel like they want him, Carlin. It doesn't. And I don't get it because Donovan Mitchell all of a, cup, all of a sudden becomes a player that other players around the NBA would want to come play with. And the Knicks haven't had that in a while. And so it just seems like it would make sense to be able to make that deal. And again, you brought in Jalen Brunson this offseason, a guy that wants to be here. Donovan Mitchell from Terrytown wants to be here. I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do whatever it took in order to land Donovan Mitchell. That part of it doesn't make sense to me. I get 
you know, R.J. Barrett is a, is a guy you want to hang on to and you, you like the potential that he has. But potential just means you haven't done it yet. And even though we've seen incremental improvement, you're hoping that R.J. Barrett becomes the player that Donovan Mitchell already is. So that's why I don't know if I'm letting him or anybody else hold up the deal in order to get him because he instantly becomes the best player on your team. Look, I completely get it. I, I would absolutely prefer to do everything I could to keep Barrett but nothing else is keeping me from making that deal. I mean, do I, I, I understand not wanting to give up seven first-round picks. And again, I get that. I get the, that. The, the stupidity of the Minnesota Timberwolves for giving up five first-round picks for Rudy Gobert is why we're at this place. Uh, you call it stupidity. I don't know about Five first-round picks for that. Rudy Gobert? I don't know if I they, – they look at him as the missing piece, Carlin. They, they look at him as the missing piece. Yeah, and there are other people around the league that are looking at them like, what are you doing? You just set a terrible market. Like the, in well, the NFL, they look at Cleveland market, Browns. But I don't with, care about what the other teams are trying to do. I care about what I'm trying to do. Much in the same way, like the Cleveland Browns. You think the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns gave a damn about what the rest of the NFL well, was when they clear. gave Deshaun Watson $230 million guaranteed? No, they didn't. They had to get a quarterback. It was a need. Just yep. like the Minnesota Timberwolves had to get a center. It was a need. And now you got a real center, defensive player of the year, multiple times, paired with Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Good luck with that. Canty and Carlin on uh, ESPN Radio. In for Greeny is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Speaking of more, Roquan Smith, as we shift to the NBA or the NFL from the NBA, is not going to get more and is not going to get traded. Roquan Smith with the Bears, Chris, has decided to show up and play that well not show up he has been but not hold in anymore show up on the field and play out this season and i'm a little bit surprised by this decision but it became clear that the bears were not going to give him what he wanted in terms of the contract and the bears were not going to get in return what they wanted for him in a trade which was likely a first round pick so that puts Roquan Smith in an interesting situation because, yes, here's an all-pro player, but he's at a position that is not at a premium anymore. I, I have to tell you, I want great players on my team. I want great players on my team. And if it happens to be at middle linebacker, I'm going to take that great player and I'm going to pay him, and I need to get as many of those guys as I can. Yes, I have to save money elsewhere and use it elsewhere, but Justin Fields isn't getting paid right now. I can pay Roquan Smith. You can pay Roquan Smith, and you say that that position is not at a premium, Carlin, but I would argue or I would beg to differ because Matt Eberflus had Shaquille Leonard, a lot of people know him as Darius Leonard, in that same defense, and you're talking about a guy that has multiple All-Pros. Yeah, he got paid $19.7 million a year. Carlin. It was a $98.5 million million deal with $52.5 million guaranteed. So all I'm simply saying is that there was clearly value in having an off-the-ball linebacker with the skill set that Roquan Smith had at a previous stop in Matt Eberflus's career, and I would say it worked out damn well for the Colts. I don't understand why you wouldn't pay Roquan Smith a comparable contract. I mean, Fred Warner is the next guy in line when you talk about the linebacker position, and Fred Warner is making $19 million a year. So, I mean, 
I would be curious to know what the actual numbers were that Chicago had on the table for him. We, we got reports that it was a record contract. But, I mean, based on the structure, the guaranteed money, we know that all of those things can be, you know, subjective. Manipulated. All I'm simply saying is, with Roquan Smith, you don't play any games because this guy is a foundational piece. And the one thing that the Bears have always been able to hang their hat on is playing really good defense. And last year, when the offense was absolutely abysmal, you're still talking about the defense being pretty damn good. If I'm not mistaken, they were a top-10 defense from a year ago, Carlin. That's Look, saying something when your offense is ranked 24th in total yards. Your defense was the sixth-ranked defense in the National Football League. I, I, I don't, and Roquan Smith is the best player on said defense. So I don't, I don't understand what the Chicago Bears organization is doing. Like, that is the identity of your team right now. Roquan Smith is one of the young players that you would point to and say, yeah, we got to keep that guy around. Go ahead and give him his money. Don't make it a contentious situation. Don't make it adversarial. And don't let this thing drag out or bleed out into the 2023 offseason. Just doesn't make any sense. It, it really doesn't. And I, you, you mentioned something there. A core piece, a foundational piece, that, that kind of player at this age. This is what I don't get. You're trying to set up culture. You're trying to get yourself in the right position moving forward uh, as you're building this from the bottom up with Ryan Poles. Like, I'm looking at this guy and saying this is a foundational piece. He clearly wanted to be in Chicago prior to everything that was going on with his uh, contract here. Clearly wanted to be there and has a lot of respect from the town when you uh, heard his trade demand and how much he came out and spoke about the city and what it meant to him. And I, I really loved everything about this guy, and that's why I'm having trouble understanding the position that they're taking on it. They can talk about uh, a record-setting contract, but as you point out, this can be manipulated. Yeah, the it, structure of the contract, it can be absolutely. backloaded and all of those yes. different things, and it not give him the guaranteed payout over the first couple of years of the deal. So I... I I look at that stuff, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where it feels like it could be tongue-in-cheek a little bit when they say that that's what they've got out there. But here's the thing I will say, Carlin. Roquan Smith was the eighth overall pick in the 2018 draft. You drafted him with the hopes that he would be an all-pro linebacker. He's put together back-to-back all-pro seasons in his third and, third and, fourth, I, I, third and fourth year. I don't understand why you wouldn't pay a guy like that. He, he's done exactly what you wanted him to do. If you took him with a top 10 pick, then as an organization, we're saying, this is this guy panned out. We hit on this guy. Why wouldn't you pay him? That makes no sense to me. I agree. I agree. A couple other things from the weekend, Chris. Uh, the quarterbacks, Malik Willis again, hey, very much looking Did you part. see him? Did you see him? I did. Did you see him? Yep. <laughs> Malik Willis, I have to believe... And I, <clears throat> I know you were talking about this last week. Malik Willis is going to start at some point this season. That's very clear. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, he, he may not start right away, but the way the Titans' schedule plays out, there's going to be no reason not to play him by the middle of the year. Yeah, that schedule is ugly once you get past the first six games, Carlin. Yeah, I mean, I mean the first, Chris, the like first six games isn't bad. Because you got the Giants, the Bills, the Raiders, the Colts, the Commanders, by weekend, and the Colts again. But then, and then, and then the Houston Texans. So the first seven games. 
But then after that, you got Kansas City, Denver, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, Jacksonville, and the Chargers. Yeah. That that after that stretch, you're probably talking about the Tennessee Titans at best, Carlin, at best, being six and seven going into week four going into what what is that? Week fourteen? Week fifteen? Yeah. Being six and seven going into week fifteen. Good night. So, so yeah, I mean, I could absolutely <laughs> see a world where Malik Willis takes over, and I get that everybody, Charles Davis on the broadcast against the Bucks, Bucks this Saturday, or, you know, when you got Teron Davenport who covers the team for us, everybody's saying they're going to be patient with Malik Willis. They're going to be patient with Malik Willis. Listen, man, I'm telling you, this kid can light it up. All you got to do is watch the games, and you know that there is something special, there is something different about Malik Willis. That's I'm going to leave it there. Malik Willis be, will be the starter for the Tennessee Titans at the end of this season. You see the athletic ability and what he can do with explosiveness? He's got a cannon for an arm, too. It'll take some time to learn the offense, but that guy, you can tell, he's got a chance to be great. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.